Enter New R Presents. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern, Episode 41 Holiday Happenings. This episode was recorded live at twitch.tv slash lantern noir. Hello and welcome back. It's been a minute. Uh, my name is Rob, a.k.a. Lantern Noir, and uh, I am joined by the amazing... Graybeard, Graybeard Tavern. And we're bellying up for... It's, it's been a minute, but we're finally getting back together and enjoying some uh, beverages for a uh, happy hour to talk about the Dungeons and the Dragons, and in this case, the Holidays. And um, just kind of some, some fun memories that we've had over the years. Uh, a little bit of the gift-giving, the gift-receiving... Um, and just sort of shoot the breeze about uh, maybe even a little bit of gaming around the holidays and some of the, the fun experiences therein. Um, it's been a couple of weeks. How, how has, have things been? You were saying before we started that you're still waiting on celebrating the official Christmases. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, me and the oldest elf have been ill, so we decided uh, instead that we were going to hold off on Christmas till next weekend uh, with uh, the in-laws and all that. Um, so, so still haven't had my holiday. Uh, we just kind of all laid there, uh, you know, some of us were very ill. And so we uh, just chilled out. We put up one string of lights because normally we put up our tree on Christmas Eve and stuff. And oh, uh, so very last so, minute of you. Uh, it, it's kind of a tradition so that's one of those things we try to put it up on new year or christmas eve and take it down on like new year's day or new year's weekend that first weekend uh otherwise we've had the times where the tree will stay up until like the end of january if we don't <laughs> if we don't uh you know so it's it's not normal yeah. to still have your tree up for saint patrick's day they see that's the way it would work out yeah uh it, well in particular too in years past i've always put up a tree here in the tavern too uh uh with all my star wars uh, uh <laughs> ornaments so it's usually got darth vader's head is i've got a darth vader mask that is my tree topper for the tavern tree and then uh all my star wars uh things but uh my christmas lights died i i'm like oh i'm way out of spirit way out of spirit there i'm gonna be visited by ghosts this evening that's what's gonna happen as so. as one does um well i i gooned the, the kitty k this mm. year because um shortly before the holidays i had the bright idea that i would put led lights around the chair Mm. which is now adorned with one of the... I got a blanket for the Christmas this year. I was going to ask. Uh, Mrs. Noir got me a kitty blanket. Uh, and it's that, okay. that nice, super soft fleece. So yeah, I have, I have yeah. it down here on my chair in case it gets cold down in the studio. Mm. Um, but before that, I had planned to put lights around the chair. Mm. And so I ordered some. And the thing is, they, they were neat. They were like this really long uh, string, run, run of them, but they were like four inches between lights. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, mm. unless I intend to like wrap the chair mummy style or keep going up and over the back a million times, it really didn't have the effect I wanted because I was I was yeah. going for the channel point reward change the lights thing. 
Right, right, right. I wanted something like that that I could quickly, you know, do. is an easy thing to keep people engaged. Um, yeah. So I, I turned to Kiki and said, hey, do you want these in your room? And she said, yeah. I said, do you want that for Christmas? Because if you want mm. it for Christmas, you can have them. And she said, okay. And we ran up and we put them up in her room. This was like three weeks ago. <laughs> so she's opening presents. And the first one she goes to is that funny box that sounds weird because it's really light. Mm, and she really... rips it open. Okay. And it's the box that the lights came in. <laughs> Because that's how dad rolls. Uh, exactly. Nice. Good well, you, job. You Good said, job. You said you wanted those for Christmas. so <laughs> And I wanted you to open something. Right. So there you go. She, she was it, not bemused. Did, uh, did are, are, are your uh, kids at the point where it's, you know, there's nothing to wrap, you know? <laughs> It's all, I wanted this and I wanted that, that it's all Steam and, uh, you know, Xbox and yep. whatnot. Yep. 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 Mm. We, um, well, we helped the teenager buy their new computer. Mm. Um, and part of that was a new monitor. Mm -hmm. And so based on the numbers, that monitor came out of their Christmas money. And mm -hmm. so they also unwrapped the empty box that their monitor came in. <laughs> Although the sad epilogue to that story, I don't know, is that a coda if it's sad? Um, they ordered the computer three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Four weeks ago, they had saved up enough money to order the computer. And they were ecstatic. Uh, and we ordered it a night that we were playing. We ordered it on a Wednesday because I was down here running the convergence while, the, while Mrs. Noir was trying to run the order through. Um, we had all kinds of shenanigans with the credit card. So we finally get the stupid thing ordered. It was due to arrive sometime between today and New Year's. Mm. And I had even said, are you sure you want to wait three and a half weeks to get your new computer that you have been working so hard to right. save up for? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. We got an email. He got an, They got an email last night. Mm. It has been delayed no. The the current oh. estimated delivery date is February twenty second. Oh. oh, ouch! Because they weren't sure they were gonna go up north with the grandparents. My my parents right. have a cottage up up in the the finger up in the pinky finger area, mm -hmm. and uh, they were like, oh, I don't know. I you know, my computer's due to come, and I'm really excited because I I worked so hard to save. I mean, four months of helping dad drive DoorDash. Right. You know, really yeah. was like, kind of like, kind of want to check out my computer. And yeah. you're like, well, you know, your computer will be here for forever. But, you know, I understand. And we were mm -hmm. at a, at my mother's family's Christmas. And it was like, oh, yep, just got an email. Computer's mm. not going to be ready for another two months. Oh. I'm like, eh. What can you do? Yep. But this is the one they want because they, they gave them the option to cancel the order. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can take you to the shop I get my stuff from, and they can probably have a new computer for you within a week. And they're like, nope. Yep. This is the one I've picked out. All right. Well. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Very, very uh. dedicated to that. But no, no. We we are very much in the, it's hard. Our house is hard to shop for these days. Mm-hmm. So I, I assume are yours moving there? I, I, oh, I feel yeah, like the yeah, oldest probably is. Yeah, both both have been that way now for like a couple of years. Yeah, 
really since since the youngest was like 12 they they started they'd want stuff that couldn't really be wrapped and and so the grandparents don't understand that at all that's like you know a a Mm -hmm. thing where it's that's not christmas (laughs) you know so they have to open a box and it has to have stuff in it exactly there has to be wrapping paper and scrunchies and uh uh it's really funny too because uh one of the grandparents does stockings every year and the stocking stuff has just become like chapstick and hand sanitizer and stuff, you know. I mean, useful stuff. I'm not going to belittle it or whatever, but uh, it is pretty funny. So, um, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I can respect that. I'm thinking back to, like, the weirdness of people buying me game books Mm. when you Mm -hmm. knew they knew I played Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. And they were always, like, like, I think one year I got the Fiend Folio and I never opened it after right. I got it because I wasn't using it at the time. But it was like, clearly they went into a store and said, my nephew plays this Dungeons and Dragons game. I want to buy him a book. Yeah. And the guy probably said, well, he probably doesn't have this one. Right. Right. This is the new thing. Yeah. This is one so. that's safe because he probably has this and this. and Because, mm-hmm. you know, the question comes, well, what do they have? Mm-hmm. We- uh I remember, uh, so we used to be lucky and we had, at one time we had three, I want to say three major uh, hobby stores, like in our, in, in the town I, I, I'm near or lived in at the time. Good deal. And Good deal. Yeah, it was nice. It was so nice that when we were running the Gamers Guild, we kind of, pit them against each other and uh you know uh got discounts at all three and then would run ads in our because back then we had a zine we had a a a little fan zine we'd put out every you know quarter or whatever anyway um but uh i remember one time being in there and uh, during the holidays and and helping customers out (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> because you know you kind of become one of those fixtures you know because they you know you you know it's a my local my local shop there brick and mortar store it's funny i walk in and it's hey gray beard you know blah 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 and so uh but yeah it's really neat to kind of you know be able to help someone at the stores like that well do they play Warhammer or Warhammer 40K? And <laughs> if they play Warhammer 40K, do you ever hear the word epic thrown in? Because that's exactly. that's a different kind of game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So there's Space Marines, but there's Space Marine as a game itself. But yeah, no, it's funny. It, it, it was good. I remember that. That was a pretty fun time. But, um, yeah running holiday games so we want to go there absolutely all right um it was very funny because early in my uh uh streaming career uh over on indoor adventures channel it was really funny because we were all talking about the holidays and we're like are we just 
do we just want to run on Christmas? You know, because <laughs> everybody's like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing. So, so yeah. So for a couple, a couple years there, we, uh, we did on the holiday, I would just throw something together, like last minute, like, are we going to play or not? Yep. Okay, great. I'll DM and go, you know? Um, and that so. always is the big question. Who's, mm-hmm. who's okay. If we're going to play great, but <laughs> who's going to DM it? So who's exactly. got to pull something out of their backside and make a game out of it? And there's, there's always three major, you know, three major bad guys. You, you're going to go against Drag Frost, Krampus, or, uh, you know, some some twisted uh, Santa Claus, you know, Santa Claus with claws. You know, uh, those are generally the bad guys that I usually have uh, Interesting, for a Christmas I'm, story. I've been like, okay, so the storyline involves this guy who runs a lending house. Mm-hmm. And you have to like get into his head and defeat the spirits that are making him a bad guy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Ah, see? See? It's, it's, see, it's, it's awesome. There, there is, there is. But the, yeah, those have been my three go-tos over the years. Uh, particularly um, when we used to do uh, seasonal stuff for, for the kids and I ran a kids game. So, yeah, you know, over the years, every holiday season, I had to have a different bad guy. And and for them, it was all about the terrain and the miniatures and, and stuff. So um, one year the, when they were battling Jack Frost, uh, I made snowmen, right? Little tiny snowmen <laughs> out of little, little cotton balls like uh, for uh, crafts. And I put them together. Well, one of them, the wizard, the wizard, I took a highlighter, a yellow highlighter. And he was the yellow snowman. (laughs) Creepy. Well, that was the joke for the for the dads at the table, that there was a yellow snowman. And he the yellow snowman had magic powers. Um, And (laughs) so anyway, uh, sure. See that? Yeah, I I do enjoy a holiday game. It's it's always a good time. I like uh, I like making a creepy uh, Krampus. You know the big claws and you know the putting them in the red suit and but yet have him be so um, like when we did Monster Noir with him, he was so massive and so scary that even like the characters being vampires and fae and stuff were like. Oh God, that is Father Christmas, <laughs> the scariest thing in the universe. You know, we did, you know, flee <laughs> for your life. I signed uh, up to fight other vampires, maybe a werewolf, but this, I feel like this wasn't in the contract. Exactly. Do, we, do we get hazard pay? Because I think that's going to factor into my decisions from here on out. Right, exactly. Oh, shoot. So uh. that's, and those, those make for good games. And that's, I've been when I've had family that have shown interest, none mm-hmm. of my family have been hardcore D and Ders. Right. So around the holidays, if I'm breaking out games, um, the closest I can get to a D and D game is like a D and D board game, mm. which is always tricky because you find yourself like people will like even yesterday with my mom, my mother's family, uh, there were questions about what I've been doing. And I've talked about like the game streams and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'm explaining Dungeons and Dragons. I'm explaining 
role-playing games and playing role-playing games on Zoom, and yeah. I'm explaining Twitch. Right. And at a certain point, I was like, I think I need a marker board <laughs> just to kind of organize all the info I'm dumping on you. Mm. And then my, my cousin's husband kind of started on a thing about NFTs right. and, and cryptocurrency, and I kind mm. of went, oh... Oh, you're one of those. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I haven't really got, but the, the board games have been a nice, like, those I know if I can, if, if someone really wants to, they're a nice way of saying, let's get the experience without all the work. Right. Right. And, and it's too, it's more, it's more codified and a kind of, linear experience then you know because mm -hmm. there's a lot more rails there uh yeah me me and the oldest elf were just talking about she was she was saying you know uh, i think she was playing something genshin impact or something and she was like but i can't do this and i can't do that and i said well that's the difference between a video game and a role play game you know in a role play game you say i'm gonna do x you know you there is no invisible wall there you know it's one of my things that i always hate you know i'm 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 a special forces guy you know the top specimens and uh, of the human race and i can't jump over a dumpster because it's there in the alley to make me not be able to go into the alley <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. so. I, and I've often like held out there that um, that's one of my ways to recruit players, mm. um, especially from the stream community. Yeah. And, at, to the gaming table is that whole like the, the more frustrated someone gets on their playing their game, like, I really want to do this. I really want to. Well, you know, mm. there's a whole genre of game designed around <laughs> yes and or yes, but. <laughs> Um, and that's that's definitely a thing. Loot boxes, welcome to our chat as we're hanging out here talking about holidays and gaming. Um, and here's a bitch, exactly. Black Dragon Tavern also chilling out with us today. Um, I have some hope though, because mm. my my brother-in-law and his wife have just started getting into heavy gaming, mm. or I guess I guess I should say modern board gaming because gotcha. um and their their problem is he he grew up playing axis and allies mm. and by grow up playing i mean like was so into it he would play against himself <laughs> on like a saturday afternoon he would play all the countries independently <laughs> and he like just work his way down and make optimal moves for each <laughs> um so it came to, it was basically a game of dice but still um mm. and he's been trying to play games with her and they'll play things like memoir 44 and mm. she, he'll, he'll crush her and then they'll play axis and allies and he'll crush her so now they're looking at cooperative games aha yes and and we actually had a really wonderful run of flashpoint mm. operation rescue right right um, yeah yeah on christmas because it was That's like we, cool. we gifted it to them and then mm -hmm. we said we can teach it to you and we played the basic rules and yeah. it was really like it was really fun it had that high tension that right. you like in that gaming experience without all the work of like, and we didn't even use like the, the character sheets because it comes with character cards. You can be yeah. special firefighters. Right. Um, it was just a lot of fun. And it was kind of neat to see that, that that cooperative gaming element from role-playing games has a place in the modern board gaming 
industry. Yeah. That still keeps going. Yeah. And that's, it's really funny because here in the tavern, there are no, none of the others enjoys conflict. Uh, and so even we played uh, poetry for Neanderthals, <laughs> um, which has a, a, a big blow up uh, uh, club. Uh, it has a club that is the no stick and it says no and has a sad face on it. And they, uh, and you thump, you know, when somebody uses a word with more than one syllable, you thump them. <laughs> you, if the club passes around the table and you thump them. But uh, even that was, you know, there, there was times where I'm like, it's a game, relax, you know, cause, <laughs> cause you know, they get tense and stuff. And mm-hmm. then, uh, at my in-laws, there's a couple of people who, oh no, this is a game and there will be a winner and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And hence <laughs> my whole crew doesn't want to play <laughs> because they want to play together as a team, you know? So I don't know. That's pretty funny. Um, also role play adjacent. I'll bring mm. up because I think we might take, take it out on New Year's Eve. Mm. Um, we have a couple of board gaming friends coming over. And I feel, I feel, okay, first, I'm not going to lie. It feels weird to talk about get togethers mm-hmm. through the holiday season that we are living in. Yes. Um, but we are doing, they're all really small. Like we got together right. with my parents. We got together with my in-laws. We got together with my mom's family. And they're all little gatherings that where everyone's been behaving and everyone's testing. And it's kind of the same thing with New Year's Eve. We've got a couple of like gaming families we know that are all mm-hmm. behaving really well. Mm-hmm. Um but one of the ones I'm looking at taking out is uh, the Sherlock Holmes mysteries, uh, the consulting detectives, which I might even think about seeing if I can find a copy of the Cthulhu version. Right. Because we're starting, we're actually, because we streamed a bunch of them, we're actually mm-hmm. running low on mysteries to do. Gotcha. Because we've finished so many of them. Um, I think with our, the ones we have right now, I think we have one more real mystery and then we have the Jack the Ripper story. Ah. which is five games in sequence. Right. And allegedly, I think it ends with you catching Jack the Ripper, but not getting credit. <laughs> because we all, as we know, Jack, the, the, the right. first man that they call Jack the Ripper just mm-hmm. suddenly stopped. Yeah. And all the evidence that we've had about serial killers is they, they never just stop. Yeah. So I've always said, though, is most likely he sailed away or died of bronchitis or tuberculosis Mm -hmm. or, you know, any any kind of ailment where it was just like "Eh, done. And, you know, um, so anything that mysteriously ended in the 1800s and before. Well, there was a pitch I saw on Tumblr one time, or it was one of those, I saw the picture on Facebook and it was Mm -hmm. a grab of a Tumblr post, which was, I want to see a novel or a role-playing game Mm. about a group of London prostitutes Mm. who take it upon themselves to hunt down Jack the Ripper. (laughs) Well, okay. I would watch and or play that in a a heartbeat. Um, (laughs) In in second grade, I think it was second grade, second There's, or third that's grade. That's an interesting transition. Um, uh, how are we? Yeah, sorry. No, it, it's Jack the Ripper, not prostitutes. Sorry, I did jump tracks pretty hard there. Okay. Uh, 
uh, I was supposed to play Jack Jack the Ripper in this play that uh, my buddy, his older sister, wrote uh, that had Jack the Ripper, Frankenstein, Jack the Ripper, Frankenstein, the werewolf, and something, it's one other monster in it. Anyway, what ended up happening was is that people freaked out and and got stage fright and so at the last minute i ended up playing three of the characters <laughs> i ended up playing jack the ripper the policeman who was chasing jack the ripper and like one other you know character that had like two lines in it so it was really hilarious and silly that you know they we had to play it but i did get to do a great stunt where i pushed uh Dr. Frankenstein into a cabinet and a big tub that said acid tipped over on top of him and and confetti fell on him and burnt him to pieces. So Frankenstein then slid me down a table through a brick wall, a cardboard brick wall. And so I got to slide on the table and go through the brick wall and land on land on uh, gym mats, you know, the tumbling mats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> piled at the on the other side of the of the wall so that's that was, oh, it was fun Tyrus yeah, was James fun. thank you for following our channel um over Woo. here at Lantern Orb. thank you Raiders for coming in uh for the podcast listeners as well as the Raiders um here at twitch.tv slash Lantern Noir you find all kinds of games uh Dungeons and Dragons games streamed live the Raiders Raid. um you see happy hour every other Tuesday where we talk D&D Sometimes, usually, usually. This week's a bit of an exception because of the holidays. Um, and then random gaming. We play all kinds of games and, and whatnot. Um, right now I'm playing through Medieval Dynasty and I am playing through, uh, well, XCOM is my other go-to, like just game, let's play some more XCOM. Um, let's try a different difficulty. Let's get some more graphics mods and, and, and have schoolgirls go up against the aliens. Um, so, so, so thank you for coming on in. We appreciate you bringing your people here and, and feel free to join the conversation. We are talking about holiday gaming in a very generic sense. Um, some dungeons, some dragons, and some uh, neither dungeon nor dragon, as it, as it may be. Um, it's and happy then, hour. It's we'll, happy we'll hour. We'll talk about anything. Exactly. Um, we also had the uh, Black Dragon Tavern a few moments who also pitched in there the, the reminder that um, there may have been a TV show about hunting Jack the Ripper. Uh, which yes. seems vaguely familiar. Um, I Copper. I think it was called Copper oh. or something. It was a period piece, mm -hmm. and, it, and it was really pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I always, at least one. I always had the theory that Jack the Ripper ended up in the same temporal anomaly where they mm. gathered the greatest minds from collective history that had vanished. Mm. That's how they vanished, is they really weren't good at covering their tracks yet. Um, as kind of like the rogue. Got it. Like we, we it. have him. We, we don't totally trust him, but he's really good at what he does. Mm. Um, and then there's Amelia Earhart there, mm -hmm. um, naturally. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, uh, why am I blanking on the name? I blanked on the name. Uh, Glenn Miller mm. is also there. I'm not entirely sure why they picked up Glenn Miller, but I always like the idea that he's somewhere... <laughs> Other than lost over the English Channel, I always thought that was like, like whoever was writing that clearly just was having a crappy day. Because like, how do you how do you end the story of this guy on 
and he disappeared over the English Channel. And done. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> yeah, that's always that always bothered me with that. For, um, for a second there, it sounded like we were we were starting a game of uh, Torg. Do you remember Torg? I T-O-R-G. Don't. Oh. Go on. Oh, Torg. Torg is a, a, a role play game where all the timelines kind of converge and it's got fantasy elements and and everything else. So for instance, we had the game of Torg, the, the one game that I remember in, in it, we had a, a World War II a seaplane pilot, a, a French Dragoon from like, you know, the 16, 1700s, um, trying to think of who else was there. But yeah, when we would, you would fly over different places and places became different time periods so like we flew our seaplane across to england and it was all castles and dragons and and fantasy uh you know arthurian stuff going on um so yeah it, it was an older wow an older game like 80s 90s kind of uh rpg uh, anyway west end games published in 1990 Ta-da. During, I don't know, do we call it the Silver Age of RPGs? <laughs> the 90s? All um, right. Because there were so many games mm. in that Rifts. box. Oh, Rifts. Oh, yes. Nope. Rifts, oh, well, Rifts was based on um, the Palladium system. Right. Which, yeah, and, and it was completely unforgiving. If your DM was like, man, go for it. I'd be like, I remember a guy starting a game and I'm like, can I be an Atlantean? So like, sure. <laughs> like he said, sure. I'm nine feet tall and I have superpowers. Uh, wait, I'm just a human. And what, why does he get to be an Atlantean? Cause he asked. <laughs> yeah, there were I, so I many do- character classes. I can do mega damage. Um. <laughs> anyway. Yep. 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 Oh. Yep. 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 Those were those were the days. Well, that was like Rifts. I think was Palladium's way of saying we need to put out something because the Shadow Run <laughs> and mm. Cyberpunk is big. How do we cash in on Cyberpunk? Right. Picking up steam, and catch other things. Um. And it almost sounds like Arcanum by Bard Ooh. Games back in 82, the Talis, Talis Lanta series. Yeah. I think we talked about that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, the Arcanum uh, came out right in that Ars Magica. And mm-hmm. uh, oh, I tried to think of some of the other, the really, the really much more crunchy um, uh, uh spell systems and magic systems yeah i i can i probably have arcanum here somewhere it's like the cover's black it's got like uh uh, red lettering and stuff on it yeah i i I remember it uh dr gear was all about it back in the day basis for homebrew loving it ah nice 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 i was feeling all clever with the convergence Mm. which we are due to resume tomorrow night we, we oh. if if everything goes well we we lost last week because i was feeling ill going into the holidays i wanted to rest up and be as well as i could be um my yeah. covid test was a negative Woo-hoo. and i did two levels of it i did the the nose swab and the to the doctor mm. um and both of them basically said no 
And my doctor's one was, you have, I'm sorry to say, the common cold. Yeah. And and that's that's what I'm hoping, like, you know, me and the oldest elf have is just some kind of cold. But it ticked enough enough boxes that that we were like, we got to got to go do the thing. Be responsible. Be, be um, good about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was feeling all clever with the convergence being like that convergence of realities. And just reading the synopsis of Torg, I'm like somewhere Torg got filed in the back of my subconscious. <laughs> And that must be part of where the convergence came from. Yeah. That, that cross genre. And I mean, I, I always have loved those as, um, as fun games to, to just let people kind of be crazy with. Mm-hmm. Um, also not bad. If you have a group that insists on playing a role-playing game that are not normally role players, mm-hmm. having games like that, that you can quickly like that come with preset character sheets that you right. can just pass out at the table or here, like open the book, copy down these numbers right, and go. Um, and then the, the system is really forgiving mechanically to let you then get in and kind of quick, quick tell a story yeah. and capture that. I will also pause now to make a yet another plug. If I have not made enough of them on the stream mm-hmm. for kids on bikes. Yes. Or the, yes. the kids on series. Right. Um, yep. I've heard great things about Kids on Brooms, which, yep. as near as I can tell, is the is an identical game, mm. except all the flavor taxes are about being a kid at Hogwarts. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I have not played Kids on Brooms, but I have friends who have played it or run it uh, and stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of yeah. If you like that universe. You want to be at a magic school and be kids having big adventures. Uh, the only thing that's weird there in the the in that kind of crossover is how do the adults not know that the stuff is happening? Because like in Kids on Bikes, the thing is, is it's supposed to be like those 80s movies where the kids are like, but Ma, there's a monster. Oh, sweetie, smooch on the head. Here's a peanut butter sandwich. Wah, 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 off the, you know, yep. and the adults shove you out the door to the werewolves. Um, <laughs> or they're just yeah. absent. I mean, even mm. Stranger Things played mm-hmm. very heavy, especially in season two, yeah. into the absentee parent and kind of, you know, really giving us an insight into that, like the tension yeah. they're in. Right. Um, and that's, I think, a caveat in the game yeah. is, well, there's just no adults around. Yeah. They're working. And that day, I mean, that, and as one of the original latchkey kids, man, let me tell you, they, some of the stuff we did, I, I can't imagine as a, as a, you know, a, a high, a Soviet hind helicopter parent uh, of, of for my children hovering over them with, you know, gun, gunships and rocket pods, uh, I cannot imagine. I I see why we reacted and became the parents that that we are, because I, we had nothing. I mean, I, there were cans, ten pound cans of gunpowder under the bench in the garage, and and we used it. You know, we, we would we would fill things with rocket fuse and blow things up because there were no parents around. <laughs> Who's gonna say no? Yep. Um. 
And I think I think that kind of gets into that. That's why we love. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> he's the one that went crazy as a kid. I had a stay at home mom. So I got into next to nothing because I was because it really, if you think about the 80s, not to spend too long, totally off topic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. The 80s really were you. You either had latchkey or you had the stay at home mom or dad, almost always mom. Yeah. Um, And the, the two provided very different experiences growing up. Well, and it was it was always us, us latchkey kids trying to drag you kids with you know, the stay at home mom drag you out of the house to get you in trouble. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Oh, I don't know mm. if you can go over to his, aren't both his parents at work. Are you supposed <laughs> to be going over there? Yep. I don't know how I, let me call her and ask. <laughs> Ay. Aren't, aren't his parents divorced? <gasps> Mine was never that bad. My God, family was my, not my. one of those that that was something they understood did happen, mm. which they kind of got a crash course in because we had some family members early on make yeah. some choices that they regretted, which led to some situations. And so they yeah. kind of had to warm up quick to right. th- those things. <laughs> um, but, 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 but I would even say, though, something like I remember, I think one time in college, we played a, um, a holiday game of Tune. The tune of the the, the right. universal art role playing right. game, um, because again it's it was in that genre of RPGs where you were just, you know, you just you were just being bonkers, mm-hmm. and you were rolling dice and you were failing more often than not, and <laughs> and then you were laughing about the fact that you had to be quiet for three consecutive minutes because mm-hmm. your character fell down, mm-hmm. um, and um, and those kinds of games that just they really make nice. They're good for holiday themed stuff with right. light gamers or even with hardcore gamers that want to be light for the day. Right. Because you're not worried about all the mechanics and stuff. You're just like goofing around, having a beer, telling stories. There uh, there used to be a game when uh, that came out when I was in college and we lived in a house and there was like nine of us living in the house. It's one of those college houses. And um we used to play a game called Claydonians. <laughs> okay. And Claydonians is one of those maybe one, two pages of rules game where you get your can of Play-Doh and you make your character and, and whatever you make, you pull stuff off the sheet and they get to do different stuff based on what you've created. So, um, you know, like uh, if you... Uh, one of the one of the ones I remember someone made it was like a disc that had like spikes it was like a saw blade with a spike on the top and so it got to spin in directions and things and when certain damage you would just tear pieces off your Claydonian and like huck it or uh, like one of them was uh, you could throw something so you would take the Claydonian and you would raise it so many inches off the table and drop it and whatever damage occurs in the fall that's what damage it takes you know so anyway uh the crazy old game i'll bet dimes to dollars you can find rules for it on a pdf somewhere and you old internet so um i'm sure they're out there somewhere and that's but, and those are some of the best mm-hmm. those kinds of like hands-on um mm-hmm. Think, things that are make it easy for people that aren't usually gamers to get into. Yep. 
Um, although on the flip side of that, one thing that I do not enjoy, and it's it's a weird, it creates that awkward, you want to be grateful, but you also want to go, clearly you're not a gamer. Mm. Are the gifts of board games or card games that are Christmas themed? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I know the hearts are in the right places, but I have like, I have about a half a dozen games in the house that are Christmas themed versions of things. And it's like, mm. they, they, they get even less play than the <laughs> non themed stuff because you only can take them out for like a month and a half of the year. Right. right. You know, I like, I like having Christmas flux. Right. But it's yep. like, I think I've gotten it twice. And I've played it once. Right. Because, um, cause, yeah, you go and you go into, you know, you you, you open your game closet or cabinets, yeah. you know, and, and it's like the monolith from 2000, you know, one or 2010. And it's just all these games. And you're like, of course, I'm going to get Christmas Yahtzee out, you know, um, <laughs> special visitation rights yeah something like that um yeah which um, thankfully i think modern board gaming is not as bad about it there's a couple mm -hmm. of like interesting christmas themed board games out there mm -hmm. um and i can only imagine what like the the dm's guild or drive through rpg is like at the holidays as people yeah. are looking for holiday one shots to run oh, yeah 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 uh, which i kick myself for not having put one up well, and that's, and that's the thing. That's what I was saying is, is it's, it's, uh, for me, I have done uh, at least a half dozen or more Christmas and or New Year's uh, holiday games over the years in just, in just even my streaming career in the last like six, eight years here, I, I've done probably four or five where it's been, like I said, what's, what are you guys doing for New Year's? Nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. Want to stream? Yeah. What are we playing? Heck, if I know. <laughs> Let's do this, you know. Um, so some, Something easy to teach. Mm -hmm. If you don't, don't already know it, we're going to have to learn it quick. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Monster of the Week is a really good one for, like, one-shots for the holidays. Again, you just make, you turn your favorite Christmas creature, you know, a snowman, a yeti, whatever, into the into the uh, uh, antagonist and go. But. Proceed it with a couple of trash mobs to warm the party up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some, yep. some good role play. Yep. Something, maybe the classic, oh my gosh, the Miller's daughter's been kidnapped <laughs> kind of things. Although that reminds me, one of my favorite things we did, favorite tropes that we played with when I was doing, I was playing in a LARP mm. and we sent somebody into town to get adventurers for an adventure as one does. Mm -hmm. um, and he goes in and he's screaming about his daughter has been kidnapped by this monster. Mm. You got to go kill the monster. You got to go get the guy. Um, and, you know, it kind of filters its way down to the lower levels because, I mean, come on, we're going to, it's just to go kill the monster quest. I right. don't want to do that. I'm, I'm here for big things. Uh, here, you newbies, you go kill the monster. And they get out there, and it's the girl and her boyfriend. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's it. They're the monsters? No, they're not. They're oh. Just, they're just, dad is just really mad that she's run off. 
and um and he's convinced these adventurers to come drag her back which at that point we we flipped the script a second time yeah. and the boyfriend really was a monster he just been successfully uh, hiding it the whole time because gotcha. you got to kill something i think <laughs> i think one time we ran it where the dad was the monster okay um and his transformation got triggered by something the boyfriend said and mm. um, like we we did so much with the my daughter's been kidnapped and it wasn't a straight up and there's the monster let's get it right 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 yeah it's not yeah it, it's it's more more akin to a a hunchback of Notre Dame situation where you know she's actually protecting him because he's innocent and he just looks like a troll you know mm-hmm. yeah cool I can get behind that well so. little tips if you're gonna run a one shot subvert expectations slightly right the the it's just like that common story except yeah your players I, will I, thank you I always do love running the uh, the the daughter has run away or been kidnapped, but she actually ran away to join the the orc motorcycle gang or or whatever it is, you know. And um, that was the plot of one of my Shadowrun games was that uh, she ran off to 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 join a the orc motorcycle gang. Speaking cool. speaking of which, holiday story that came up yesterday. Mm. As we continue to ricochet around our relatively non-topic topic of the week. Mm, mm. Uh, apparently when I was little yeah. uh, finding babysitters was hard which if you think about the late 70s mm. you, you know we you had at best word of mouth in your neighborhood right or like a post-it note at the church bulletin board <laughs> you know little Tiffany is looking to raise some extra money babysitting or yep. you know Alan you know, Alan Margo have a have a four-year-old they're looking to have a babysitter for um, and they found one girl in their neighborhood that they really had liked, and she'd sat for like four times, and there were never issues. And then they called her, and they and she didn't answer. And they and there's like four months of non-contact, which yeah. is also four months of them trying to find another babysitter because yeah, they wanted to go out and they couldn't because no babysitter available, and they didn't know another one. And so they did find somebody else, but they kept trying to call the first girl. And finally, like six months after the last time she sat, they got a phone call through to her. And she's like, oh, I'd love to babysit. He was so much fun. Yeah, I'm happy, happy to do that. So Friday night rolls around. And it's, you know, coming up on 5 o'clock. So they're getting ready to head out to dinner. And they're all dressed up and ready to go for their Mm. evening. And they hear this rumbling outside. (laughs) And this motorcycle pulls in the driveway. And it's not like, you know... I mean, it's it's the big old hands up here, mm-hmm. run, you know, mm-hmm. no no mufflers. Mm. Dude's got the, the the black World War II helmet on, <laughs> and she jumps off and, and 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 gives him a hug and then runs up to the door. Mm. And my dad says, "Uh, who's that?" And she's like, "Oh, mm. okay. So when I was on drugs, these guys <laughs> in this motorcycle gang really like took after me." And they help me clean up and get back on the road. And they're like all a bunch of brothers I never knew I needed in my life. And so he, he gives me a ride everywhere I need to go now. <laughs> and my mother swears it was the shortest date she's ever been on. Because they, they basically got in the car. They drove out to the front of the subdivision. 
turned around, came back, and said, you know, I don't feel really well. I think we're going to, you know, we, we got to the restaurant. It was a little more crowded than we thought. So thank you for coming. <laughs> now, see, the, the absolute best part of the, about this is that I grew up in that motorcycle gang. <laughs> that's that's one of the best part about about that whole story is you know that that uh, basically that was I grew up with you know bikers and ex Vietnam vets you know it's mm-hmm. a mountain men. Um, I'm sure he was. You know, he, he got so. her off drugs. He couldn't be mm-hmm. all bad. Right, right. But but I could see from your parents' point of view. Mm, no. <laughs> no, we gotta do this. Is done. We'll just come back to the house. And, oh, oh, we so, we had lots of wonderful stories shared over the weekend. So that mm, was and and they're from all over our our family history. Thanks to my mother's you know rock solid <laughs> recollection of things. <laughs> so, uh, well, similarly, there was one year. Um, speaking of holiday things, uh, a friend of mine in high school had. Uh, been involved in a dog bite situation, mm. which interestingly enough, he had he took the attitude of, I was stupid. Mm. I walked into a, the, a neighbor's yard at a lake where we were visiting, and yeah. I walked up to a strange dog and it bit me. Right, right. Seems pretty <laughs> cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they there was a settlement involved, oh. and so he received money. Oh. And the family did the, okay, well, this is going to college. This is going to us because we arranged all, we, we had to do all the paperwork with the insurance company. And this is right. left over for you. And yeah. he, he spent it by going to Alcove Hobby mm. and buying like one of every book that was in our <laughs> RPG library kind of thing. Like we, we were playing Shadowrun. We were playing mm-hmm. Robotech. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were playing uh, Rifts. Right. Um, and so he just bought like, you know, big pile of books. We mm. showed up for the Christmas party, which was one Friday after school at another yeah. guy's house. We all just kind of converged on that. And he shows up and he goes, Thwap. Yeah. Everyone take one. Right. Merry Christmas. Sweet. So sweet. And it was it was kind of neat. I th- I think I got a Shadowrun Adventure book out of the deal. Yeah. Um, but it was just that kind of like, I don't want to mess around with figuring out who needs which book and and how to balance it all. Yeah. Um, it was just, you know, here, everything. I was just, right. you know, just, just everyone grab one, be cool to each other. You know, if you already have it, don't take a second copy. <laughs> Alcove Hobbies, yes, it was near Sterling Heights. It was on Woodward Avenue, uh, just south of a low, just south of 12 Mile. So it's just past the Shrine of the Little Flower, and it would be on the, wait for it, east side of Woodward Avenue, but north of 12th. I think it was in that 12 to 11 mile block. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have been between 11, 12 and 13. Old stomping grounds. Yeah, that's that was my, in high school, that was our go-to hobby shop yeah. that we all went to. And it was there were not a lot for us. Mm. To be really honest, if it wasn't an alcove, you couldn't get your hands on it. There were, when uh, uh, I used to go to a place called The Bookstore uh, in Midland, and it uh, was uh, this was our Saturday. They talk about kids on bikes. Mm-hmm. Here is here is the Saturday. Uh, Todd, Larry, sometimes Dan and I would get on our bikes and we pedal to the bowling alley. 
and then we'd spend you know a billion quarters on time pilot and centipede and dig dug and you know all the classics and then we would pedal to the hospital and we would go to the hospital and get cheap food because there was always they had the hospital cafeteria was open to the public so we would go to the, the hospital get cheap food we'd ride across the tridge because they had a bridge that had three bridges Ooh, it was the tridge you know and then go to the bookstore and the bookstore had three four levels and the basement of the bookstore was all hobby stuff you know and so and they used to do a trade it was three for one or two for one modules so oh, nice. we would we would trade two modules in and get a, a used module out um and then the top floor of the bookstore was paperbacks same same deal two in one out and so there were just these uh upstairs it was just huge like um like comic like how uh, at the comic store, they just have the bins. Well, that's the way there were shelves. And then there were bins of, of paperbacks all nice. in there. And so you would go up, you would hand in two, get a ticket, go out, pick one, come back, ticket, take the book. You know, it's just awesome. Just Good awesome. Deal. I did not do a lot of game conventions growing up. So the mm. reference there in chat to the OCC, OCCC or MCCC. Oh. Um, we i unfortunately i was not that active i think i think i went to one of them at the southfield civic center i want to say when i was in like pre-junior high and then it really wasn't until after college that i started looking at conventions and stuff yeah it uh it really wasn't until we were running uh the western michigan gamers guild until we started doing conventions um, yeah. And then, and then it was usually uh, Spartacon, which which is a war games convention, and then um, yeah, and then we would go to Gen Con every year because it was just across the lake generally. Um, so in Lansing, uh, yeah, I used to go to Spartacon in Lansing, um, like every 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 year uh, for maybe. Yeah it had to be five or 10 years straight that, that I went to it. So, so maybe we did sit at a table together. Maybe. It'd be awesome. Lansing is where I met Mrs. Noir at nice. a live action game of Vampire the Masquerade. Nice. Which also stuck out because when I went to pick up my friend who I was driving there, mm -hmm. um, she was married. And uh -huh. my father had the, because I was living with my parents at the time, had the, are you sure you're comfortable picking up a married woman to take her out for an evening? <laughs> yeah dad we're, we're going to a role-playing game well doesn't she have a husband who could take her yes but he doesn't play this kind of role-playing game right so i'm taking her so she doesn't have to drive and we're both kind of going kind of from the same place ish mm. um yeah that was a that was a, that was a rough one Although, again, perhaps my father was aware of something because they did end up splitting up. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, she well. did live action gaming and he did MMOs. Mm. Mm. And then when she got into MMOs, he did the, but I'm a lot higher level than you. So mm. you're going to have to catch up with me. <laughs> so you have to spend all of your life and some yeah. catching up. Yeah. yeah. And if, if I remember the story right, I think she left him for a guy that she leveled up with. 
So, I mean, there's there's <laughs> some there's some lessons to be learned right. in all of this. And I'm not judging any of the three of them. Yeah. I mean, every, what you do is what you do. Um, Downriver Lincoln Park, Michigan. The name rings yeah. a bell. Yeah. See, I, 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 I never did the cons, really, except for the war game ones, because we ran... We, we we were running Marmalade Dog, you know, starting in like 91 or 92. And so that that and Gen Con were my gaming conventions, uh, my role play gaming type conventions. And then I used to do the, the local uh, one at the college. And then I would go to Lansing for SpartaCon. So, but yeah, yeah. always, uh, always good to meet a fellow michigander as it is as it were or as it is as it is um, as it is as it is um which is part of the fun i mean the, and the holidays i think it's always a weird one trying to game around the holidays and it, it's mm-hmm. neat to get the gifts mm-hmm. i always appreciated the the gift cards you know the little gift certificates and the envelopes because i mean even alcove did ha- did gift certificates right um, back in the day where you could see where the manager had hand signed Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the good old days, as it were. It feels weird now, though, because it's like I I don't want physical copies of my books. Yeah. Um. I want them all digital, and I got I got nothing game related this year, um, as far as like role playing games go. Partially because it's yeah. like a book comes out, and like, do we want to wait for Christmas? Right. Like, can we can we wait for like? twice a year we're gonna get new books our birthdays and at christmas like I... yeah yeah no they again fanfare has it listed under my name D all shiny covers any anything that comes in that's a collector's cover they just put one aside for me and that's yep. i so i have i have an i have a shelf now that is packed and then there's two on top I, i'm gonna have to start a new new shelf of books that i've never opened and it, because i i also get them on D beyond and yep. that's that's where i play my D. so yep and even so. if i was using math rocks which the convergence mm. may shift to using oh we okay. may move away from our online dice roller to math rocks mm. um and i will not expound upon why all right i just right. expect in the coming weeks there will be a little mutiny against the online dice roll <laughs> um, and a little call for, for us to use math rocks. All um, right. And I'm not, I'm, I'm going to roll with it because mm-hmm. I will totally appreciate why the call will come if it right. does. I mean, you never know. Player, players are freaking unpredictable. Yes. <laughs> Tune into the convergence to find out why. In a couple um, of weeks. I mean, tonight we won't have this. This won't be a right. thing this week. We have enough right, stuff right, right. going on this week. Um, <laughs> but... Where was I going with this thought? Oh no! I was going somewhere, and then we got off on the math rock thing. You you liked you liked getting the gifts. Uh, holiday gaming is hard. I think was the original statement. Yeah, and I'll expound for a second on that while Please. you try to get that train on the. Th- <laughs> it, it's usually holidays. There's there's twice a year where where gaming groups get in peril. They the. Uh, holidays can be the death knell to to a game because mm. they a lot of times 
you'll you'll stop for the holiday break because nobody can get together because mm-hmm. you know they got to go to their their uh, you know their girlfriend's parents for christmas and your parents but then your parents are divorced so you have two sets of parents so then there's like three or four weekends on the holidays where you can't get together to play so really and truly the holiday season can can really kill a kill a campaign i mean even even uh me and the 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 grognard crew took the past two you know last saturday and next saturday off even Mm -hmm. though none of us were really going to be doing anything other than who it's the holiday you know type thing so um yeah it's rough it it can really kill a, a a gaming group it's amazing how critical momentum is to a gaming group because mm-hmm. the longer you go between sessions the less people remember and the less excited they are usually yeah and that's just such a tough thing to overcome um yes. and i'll agree with polymorph that there definitely is something to be said for the digital code for the online website in the book which i think once Wizards of the Coast divorces itself from D&D Beyond. Or that, absorbs it. Or absorbs it. Um, that will be a thing. Yeah. That will definitely be a thing. And, like, it, they will discount the digital book slightly. Right. Um, because they won't, yeah. they won't give you a physical book. They don't want no. to do the shipping. I would be, I would be completely cool with, like, nine ninety nine. If you bought a physical copy and you've got your little code in the back, it you know it it's one of those things where you uh, you can then exchange your code and get your digital copy. Problem is, is how are they going to do that? Where some sneak isn't going to like open the book, click, take a photo of the code with his do this thing, and then ch- ex- you know turn in the code or. Yep. You know, or, or scratch it off while nobody's looking because mm-hmm. they can do things like the scratch off codes and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, that said, a company like Steam can mm-hmm. make digital gifts work. Yes. Where it doesn't work unless it's activated right. at the store. Yep. So, like, they could totally do that. Um, yeah. But I was thinking about the ebook thing. Like, I like I like the idea of, of my family going, oh, you still need this book. I got a copy of. Xanathar's Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Yeah. I think I got it for Father's Day from the teen. Yeah. And now they use it because I've never opened it. Right. Because as soon as I got the hard copy, I saw that as justification to go buy it on D&D Beyond. Mm -hmm. And then I never looked at it again. Right. Because anything I need, I get out of that. Um, And it really has, in a lot of ways, made made it harder for me to... uh, Hey, Bashan. Merry belated Christmas to you as well. Um, and happy holidays to anyone else who celebrates something besides Christmas, um, as it were. Um, it, it really has taken some of the oomph out of, like, what used to be kind of a fun thing when I was really, like, I think it was 4th edition era and 3rd edition era. I could say, here's a list of 20 books I need for D&D. Mm. Um, whereas nowadays, like, Wizards of Coast has this nice perpetual rollout they do. Yep. But it also means that they're spread out enough that there's not that sense of like, oh, I have a bunch of books I need to get. It's yeah. like it's paced almost too perfectly. Well, and they they they're it's very purposeful. Oh yeah. It, you know, in the in the early days, it was two books a year. Yep. 
and now we're we're steamrolling up to like four books a year and and i'm like okay it's we're still avoiding the bloat mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we we still don't have like the splat book bloat that 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 we did have in the in the ancient times um so that's good or like pathfinder you know oh my god when that was always a thing you know too much pathfinder bloat to, to start a game of pathfinder you here you just need this uh, good. library there's no this is this this is the starting this will help you make your character and that 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 whole shelf there that's that's the rest of pathfinder um i think yeah. i spent an hour and a half making a character in the pathfinder game <laughs> because I was trying to figure out all of my options. And I knew how I know how easy in Pathfinder slash three five it is mm-hmm. to set your character up for failure. Right. That yep. it's is not a forgiving system on mistakes in character creation. And like yep. I got to the hour mark and I'm like, well crap. Now I need to start opening Google because like <laughs> I can't deviate. I am clearly going down the road of making a finesse fighter. Right. But like I'm too invested. Like I can't play this now for an hour, two hours, five hours and go, oh man, I screwed my character up. I got to start over. Cause like an hour and a half of my time was just making the damn character. Right. I want to be an inquisitor, but wait, how can I know? Maybe a magus? Ooh, what do I want to be? I, 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 I was on board day one for uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker the video game mm-hmm. uh and and it's the you know now it's got all the awards and bells and whistles and stuff but i was there like day one and got it and then i went oh my god i forgot about pathfinder <laughs> there's a reason i don't play that game <laughs> yes yes uh, you know not to target if you if you love it play play what you love you know um you know, so. now i wish we'd be talking emails um so i'm gonna i'm okay. gonna go to a thing off twitter all that right kind of that goes with our conversation um, somebody posted that they despise the house rule player's handbook plus one. Mm, and mm. for those not familiar, the rule goes like this. You can make any character you want as long as you limit yourself mm. to items found in the player's handbook and one other source book. Right. So like you can't grab a reborn uh, background from Van Richten's guide and something from like a, a background from the Candlekeep Mysteries. Right. You, you can't merge those. You pick one second book after the player's handbook. Yeah. Uh, are we are we looking for how we feel about that? I I sure. I would I okay, I would say I don't care. <laughs> um uh <laughs> because one of the things that that I found early, early on, and I remember having to ask uh, ask GMs is, can I can I make my own background? You know, because it's right there at the beginning of the background things. It's it it says, here's how you make your own how you make your own background. Meh. Mm-hmm. And so I used to, that was one of the first things I started doing was making custom uh, backgrounds like um uh the undertaker i made an undertaker background and a you know uh a detective background and then they came up with one that came out in the sword coast book and and everything anything anyway but um so for me um i i don't care what books you're in 
Uh, but I, I don't feel that I need to know anything about your character that's not story relevant. If you come up and you sneak in a, a some kind of whammy superpower on me, I'm gonna go, whoa, that's cool. What book's that in? Awesome. Let's do this and 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 roll with it. But yeah, I can see where you know you can be blindsided as a DM. Um, buy stuff like you know oh well i'm taking i'm taking this cl- subclass from you know tasha's and i'm gonna like you said i'm gonna grab the reborn from von richten's as my as my ancestry or race and you know make this like super combo you know um i don't know hmm yeah, I was the, the the person who was tweeting about it, and we were discussing in chat right now as to whether mm. or not this is standard to the Adventurers League, and I would not be shocked if it is. That, that, that seems, sounds that it, sounds very correct. It sounds like an uh. easy way to allow people to use all the source material without mm-hmm. risking, without having to like say yes, you can make any character you want except these combos. Mm-hmm. You know, going through and finding all the broken combos ahead of time. It's like, no, let's just avoid broken combos by not letting you over combo. Yeah. Um, but the the tweet about it was like, I won't play at tables with this rule. Because as a mm. player, I feel too restricted. Oh. And I mm. kind of took the uh, the I took I took the DM's point of view, which is, yeah, but remember, the DM is trying to have an engaging e- event. For mm. all of these people, um, that's really hard to do when you when you've got the one person who grabs all these the like, when they power game, and yeah. nobody else is power gaming, right? Um, and it's just it's a tough one. I had never really heard it that way, but I kind of like I kind of dig it mm. as like that was my first exposure to the rule as such. I don't know if I would be strict about it, right? But I would say I work on a player's handbook plus one principle. Yeah. Let me know if you plan to deviate from that. Right. Well, and two, um, for instance, uh, uh, at uh, at the high school that the uh, the elves go to, they have a D and D gaming club. Mm-hmm. Well, they they don't have those rules. So, for instance. <laughs> My elves have access to everything, <laughs> um, uh, basically. And so uh, the youngest elf showed up with a centaur, barbarian, something, 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 something. You know, this just cascade of, of, of very cool, you know, I mean, as far as I would read a comic book about this is my you know the youngest elf's character um but i can imagine being a poor dm kid from high school who only has the you know player's handbook monster manual dmg has those three books and all of a sudden a centaur shows up at your table you know who's like you know a, a uh, wrath of the ancients barbarian or some you know crazy paladins shoved in their combo you know and you, I can imagine it would throw your whole game off, you know. Oh, we were going to be doing the tree fortress climbing game, and now the centaur can't do any of that. Um. Hmm. Now what? <laughs> yeah. 
which which so. does make things weird. Oh, that seems yeah. like a neat, like a good conversation point to have. I we have been all over today's map, mm. uh, partially because we didn't we came in with a let's talk holidays and gaming, mm-hmm. and we just had a chance to shoot the breeze. Um, so for those of you that were that were listening to us, um, on the podcast, and you're not sure how the title got put here, we apologize. <laughs> um, as long as the pl- uh, Crimson uh, in our chat, as long as the player isn't metagaming their characters or creating something fresh out of their own, tend to agree with the sentiment of being limited as a player that is. Yeah, mm. like I'm, I'm down with that. I think there, mm. there are ways to find it. Um, about now is also a great time to mention that mm. um, we are partially sponsored by SweetSteam.com. Uh, so if you hop over to SweetSteam.com and use the code STEAMNOIR at checkout, you can get 5% off your order of the amazing steampunk-themed chocolates and other sweet goodies. Did, did you forget to get something for the holidays? Did you did you have that awkward moment? And, and Grubby, has this ever happened to you? You didn't know you were exchanging presents with someone until they handed you something? Yeah. You know, that coworker the day before everyone went home for vacation for the, for the Christmas mm. hands you the thing, and you're like, oh... I would have gotten you something, mm. but um, the supply chain, it's still coming. <laughs> so if that's you, sweetsteam.com. And, and plus the best part about chocolates, once you've eaten them, there's no shelf space required. Mm. Mm. It's, mm. It's, it's one of those consumable experiential things that does not clutter a house. It's, it's Marie Kondo compliant. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, Steam Noir nope, at nope, checkout, five nope. percent off your order, um, and we we do appreciate SweetSteam.com. They're they're good people. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you got coming up? The new year is upon us. Um, remember, oh. folks, we're going in quiet. I saw them post on Twitter that they're gonna they're going in and they're crushing mm. 2022. And I'm like, oh no, we're not. We're going to walk in quietly. We're gonna mm. keep our hands clearly visible. Because the last time we said this is going to be our year, we're going to own it. We got 2021. <laughs> and 2020 before that. So, yeah. yeah um... uh, but what, what's coming up in, in, in the new year for the Greybeard? Um, so I am still doing most of my or at least half of my games offline. Um, so where you can see me currently is... Uh, on Sunday, 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 10 a.m. ish uh, on my channel, Greybeard Tavern. Uh, I'm playing Wildermyth, and I'm going to play all the um, all the storylines uh, that that they have before procedural stuff. And when we get to procedural stuff, we'll probably switch something else. We're on episode I don't know 20 something, um, and those episodes you can find on my YouTube, Greybeard Tavern. Um, and catch up though episode two and three are missing i don't know why but uh that's sunday 10 a.m and i of course you know i I, i've got lots of you know fun toys and things that we play with and uh when we do shows and uh that's that and the talk show are all my online stuff right now so i give i give half my online time to this endeavor um (laughs) Oh, so that means that's it in, for me. So in 2022, you're taking over the editing and posting, huh? Um, uh, yeah, you don't want me to do that. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm excited. We, we're hoping to continue Dragon Heist. Mm. We've had that's our Sunday night game, 7 p.m. We've had some misfires with schedules. 
Um, I'm hoping it's going to settle down and we don't have to wrap the campaign before we finish it. Because mm. I really would like to get past chapter three. Mm. I have never gotten past them establishing themselves in Waterdeep. Oh. That's right. usually where the game ends. Um, so um, in that particular game, a few weeks ago we wrapped up, they were they were in the Undermountain. They had found the rogue. They'd mm. found Volo. They found that Gem Volo had hired the party a different party to help him mm. retrieve. And, and we had, that's exactly the moment we stopped on. Right. Um, Wednesday night with the convergence is still clipping along very well. Um, we had, uh, we had an amazing session week before last um, because I've been trying to figure out how to get Pond's characters backstory mm. into the game. Uh, and once I'm done this week, so I mean, we play, um, yeah. one of our players is feeling ill and she's not sure she can pull it off. But if we play, um, I can I can then wrap up that arc and I can then focus on somebody else's backstory for a while. Because mm. uh, Pond has had a lot of backstory time, but she the the short form the elevator pitch. Mm. We we took advantage of a short rest to do a flashback to her days in the resistance before the convergence, um, mm. where she she was nursed back to health after a clandestine operation behind the enemy lines by mm. a young woman that she then shared a blanket with. I see. I see. And at the, so that all happened. And then like an hour and a half later, they rescue someone from a bunch of gnolls who looks exactly like that woman. And, Good and she's like, Clarice. And the woman goes, throws up the shield spell in front of herself mm. before she can be embraced and goes, I don't know you. Who are you? <laughs> and that's and that was the note we ended the episode on. So Thanks. I'm I'm so pumped to pick that storyline up and run. And I even think I'm gonna break out my Arabelle accent for it. Mm. Just right. to give this character a little more like you know when I'm speaking in her voice. Right. Because I'm right, in my right. accent. Yeah. This is also the game where I was browbeat by Polymorph, who is in chat right now. Yeah, I see. Into making handsome Dan the leader mm. of the New Blades mercenary blackguard group <laughs> sound like he's from Chicago. <laughs> uh, and, okay, I would be grateful for, like, the convergence kind of thing because you could just, you could you can bring in accents from time and space and, and everything else. Um, I, I, on Sunday mornings, have been having a, a hard time because there's, like, seven characters right now, and each story starts new characters. So I'm trying to come up with new accents and new new voices for all the characters and things. And then, because of my dyslexia, reading the text is really hard because the font they chose messes with my dyslexia really badly. So I, I sometimes I end up reading like Ron Burgundy and I'll read something and then realize what I read and then just start laughing because I had no, I, you know, the words were coming out of my mouth, but uh, you know, bleep you San Francisco. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, what did I just say? Um. <laughs> yeah. You get on that groove and you keep going. Mm -hmm. um, for me too, with it being holiday break, I've been streaming a lot in the morning. Mm -hmm. Continue to kind of grow my coffee hour slot that I, I'm enjoying a lot. Um, I'm looking forward to upon retirement that being like my stream slot, right? So I can do like daily streaming and and go off and work my other jobs, um, depending on what happens. I'm also dealing with the insurance companies because apparently they, nobody offers collision coverage while you're driving, uh, gig driving like Grubhub or DoorDash. 
or Uber. Uh. Nobody does collision insurance while you do that. Weird. Like all other insurance is covered. Weird. But um little pro tip there, folks. Uh double check your policies. Um, yeah. I can't get I can't get collision coverage. Oh uh, man, that would lead me to so when I used to deliver pizzas as like a, a help, I used to help a friend of mine who owned a pizza place on Sunday nights, I would drive for him. I bought, <laughs> I bought like a $500 car just to run pizzas. Yep. <laughs> that way, if I did get in some kind of thing, I had my PLPD, I walked away, it's on yep. fire. I, you know, I put sunglasses on and just let it burn behind me. Oh. So. I'm, I'm not that far from that being a plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, because the minivan's starting to, I mean, it's, it's got 11 years on it. So mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's like, that might be the long-term plan is when the minivan just, it, it is the Grubhub car mm-hmm. until the day it dies. And when it dies, it's like, okay, now I need a new job because I don't have a car to do this with anymore. Right. So I'm not taking uh, a new car because right. we don't have coverage. Although right. fingers crossed, if I can squeak eight more years out of it, yeah. the wife's car will now be an old car. Mm. So, so that's, what's going mm-hmm. on in my universe. Um, hopefully we see everybody again for Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Um, and that's where we're at. Um, any parting thoughts for our podcast listeners before we, we head home? Uh, never be afraid to do a holiday game. Try to introduce p- new people to the, to a holiday game. And remember the three, the three big ones, Santa Claus, <laughs> who's a bad guy, Jack Frost, uh, or uh, you sometimes use a white dragon. Those are all great holiday bad guys. Yes, I fully concur. The white dragon is an amazing one. Um, if you want to continue this conversation related to insurance and driving, feel free to join us on our Discord. Um, the links are usually somewhere in the podcast descriptions. Thank you for joining us. We will see you all next time. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern is a proud part of the Inverse Genius Network of Content. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. They give valuable feedback for the hosts and help others find this amazing content.